0: will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. <laughs> Wine. Are you in
1: good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors.
0: Hey, Internet people. Welcome to another episode of After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials, we talk about the best ones and the worst ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Honey, you
1: brought home the bowling trophy. Yeah, and a nagging backache.
0: Hold on, I'll get the Dome's pill.
1: Dome's pills make me feel like I do when I bowl a strike.
0: This podcast makes me feel (laughs) like I do when I bowl a strike. My name is Andrew Walsh. That uh, laughter you heard in the background is Genevieve Has, and we are your co-hosts. Genevieve, how is your back?
1: I wondered if you uh, picked that Dones ad uh, advisedly. Uh, My back is is okay. Sitting down is actually the best thing for it. Um, Pretty much every other... Uh, thing you can do with a back is not working great, but I'm sitting right now, so I'm hunky-dory.
0: The timing is not great. We are in the (laughs) middle of a move. We might as well mention that we, this Los Angeles-based podcast, is about to become a Seattle-based podcast as we are moving this week. So you've been uh, moving a lot of boxes, doing a lot of packing, and you're experiencing your very, very first, um, I guess, back outage, for lack of a better word.
1: It's not fun.
0: It is not fun. You know what you need?
1: Dones? Will they make Ooh. me feel like I bowl a strike?
0: You do need some dones.
1: <sighs> I've never, I almost never bowl a strike, so I really don't know what that would feel like. <laughs> Does it make me feel like I bowled, yeah. I, like I knocked down eight? It makes you that feel feels, yeah, yeah, great like to s- me. seven or eight, somewhere in there. You need
0: Forever Comfy. Since I started using Forever Comfy... <laughs> My back feels good, and my bottom feels good. I feel like that's the, the patron saint of drops for this show, the uh, the forever comfy, we, comfy we've drop. We've loved
1: that for years. We <laughs> saw that uh, in the wild years ago.
0: I'm going to get you one of those for the uh, long trip up to Seattle. You put that on your car seat just like that trucker did, and your bottom will feel good, and your back will feel good. I considered
1: asking you to get me a back brace today like, uh, like I'm – an octogenarian.
0: Well, um, we could keep on talking about our health issues for a <laughs> while. I have many, um, but I guess we could also just talk about commercials if you want. It was I guess the so. uh, it was the Oscars last night. Allegedly. <laughs> Don't blow up our
1: spot. Oh, I, I'll be honest. I did not really watch it. I tuned in for about. Two minutes, and I uh, found that my hatred for the Oscars escalates every year. Ran right on schedule. I turned, I turned it off after a couple of minutes.
0: That I fall into that pattern every single year. I, as you know, my other podcast TBTL is supposed to be a, a cultural podcast to a degree, and it's my full time job now. And I always think, well, then, damn it! All I have to do is sit down and watch the Oscars. It's not that hard. And in but then uh, it past is that public hard. radio jobs I've had, I'm like, I'm just going to watch the Oscars. People love this, and. It's just, I can never sit through it. It's just something about the format. And I know that a lot of people love it. So I'm not trying, I don't want to trash it or make you feel like a dingus if you like it. But there's something about the format, the length, like jokes just fall flat, except for like the very, you know, the very planned out monologue, like the fake banter, the long list of thank yous. Everything just always feels just like off. And I just find it painful. And it's really long.
1: Yeah. The Oscars for me are like uh, the Olympics. I hate them both, and I know I'm in the minority, and I don't care.
0: <laughs> I don't usually watch the Olympics either, but I would I would probably choose to watch three and a half hours of the Olympics than the Oscars. Having said that, Vives, getting back on track here, uh, there were some... I took a pain uh,
1: pill, so there may be a few yeah. <laughs> derailments tonight.
0: Um, there were some Oscar uh, commercial debuts last night, and you know, obviously, the Super Bowl is the 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 huge commercial event of the year and I wasn't sure if people also kind of use the Oscars as as an excuse to kind of uh, debut new commercials and to a lesser extent they do. We're going to go over some of the commercials that are getting a lot of buzz that debuted last night and also we're going to hear from a a creative type who talks about why the Oscars are actually a better place for his brand to debut um, their products. Uh, More on that but also we're going to check in with the Ad Council as we always do but it's especially one today, we have tons of listener comments to get to emails, voicemails, what have you, mails. Including, we have I'm not joking when I say this is an especially fascinating feedback segment because we have, I guess, new information, a lot more background from inside sources about that East Hill Mall local commercial. East Hill Mall was that new. Uh no, it was Missouri, right? East Hills Mall. I think New it's Jersey. East Hills
1: Mall. And East it's, Hills Mall. And okay, and it's uh, somewhere in uh, Missouri.
0: Okay, and um, did you guys remember this this commercial? It's like it, it was one of the worst slash best commercials we ever heard.
1: Denim haircut come get your
0: backpack boots and pants
1: and boots and pants i just
0: want to play that whole commercial (laughs) on a loop forever like i legitimately unironically like it um but it is like the production value is so campy and so bad we got into a little conversation about whether it was supposed to be bad so bad that it would go viral and uh, we actually have heard from some folks who have an inside track on that and and some follow-up commercials for the same mall that shed light on it so i can't wait to get to that first though let's Uh, Let's check in on those Oscar commercials. All right, Leaves. The commercial... That I have been seeing all over the place today. People are talking about it on social media. It's getting tons of write-ups. But it's also, and I don't know how much this is just directed towards me and uh, my interest in likes. Or if you guys have been seeing it on your social media apps too. But um, this has been a promoted tweet. It's been a promoted Facebook post every time I log on today. And I am talking about the rock, paper, scissors ad for Android. Do you want to give a little background on this?
1: Sure. This is part of Androids' Be Together, Not the Same campaign. And I think we actually have talked about – I know we have. We talked about the Friends Forever um, ad about with all the animal friendships. And, oh, the
0: interspecies friendships. Yes, in
1: an earlier show. Um, and so this is a campaign that I actually love. Um, I think uh, it, it they do, it's, it's all over the map in terms of the kinds of production that they do. Uh, but this particular one is uh, a very cute little animation – about a piece of notebook paper that goes to school. It gets bullied by some scissors, and then it gets bullied by some other paper. But then it becomes friends with a, a nice scissors, and then the paper and the scissors go out, and they find a rock that's being bullied, and they uh, then paper beats rock and protects the, right. the bullied rock. So it's it's this very sweet little animation, and it's, it kind of focuses on... Uh, you know, in a way, like, any kind of great uh, Pixar movie will, like, make you fall in love with an inanimate object. The little paper and rock and scissors are super cute. And it focuses on this idea that, um, you know, you can you can be friends, but you don't have to be identical. You don't have to be fit in exactly in your clique.
0: Yeah, it was the the first exposure I had to this. Um, was somebody just kind of live tweeting the Oscars yesterday? I, as we said, I wasn't watching it, but I would look down at my phone every now and then, and somebody said, Did an Android commercial just make me cry? <laughs> and then when I uh, opened up Facebook this morning, I saw a lot of people talking about it. But then, like I say, they've also clearly done a big social media buy because I'm yeah. just, I can't look down at my phone today without seeing paid or non paid. Commentary about this commercial. We're not um, going to
1: play it because there's really no yeah, there's audio. N- there's no
0: it. yes. Yeah, so it's just music. Um, but it is cute as hell. And what I'm excited about regarding this ad is something that I think you and I are on the same page on is like the whole Be Together Not the Same campaign by Android. Um, this is one of many that we've been seeing. I think the Interspecies Animal one uses that tagline yep, as well, right? Same, same. Same campaign.
1: Uh, and then there's another one that I think you should play um, that's uh, the title is Monotone that um, I'd love you. Love for you to play that uh, features a talented piano player playing two very different pianos and the the text that comes on before he starts playing is, um, reminds us that a piano has 88 keys and each key has a different note, but what would a song sound like if all the notes, if all of those 88 keys were the same note? And the the, uh, resulting two sounds are very uh, sort of telling. Right. And
0: this is like a literal interpretation. (laughs) I'm so enamored by this campaign and I think this commercial is really great. It's a literal interpretation of be together, not the same. You have a bunch of keys that are all together on a keyboard, but it would be pretty shitty if they were all the same. <laughs> then he switches to the other piano.
1: I think it must be so hard to play that piano for him without the audio cue, without, the, yeah. without the, the musical cue of the different notes. He must be a talented player.
0: Now he's going back to the original.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't have the, uh, the piano with all of the, uh, the same notes uh, white like an iPhone.
0: Oh, yeah, like make that's, all the...
1: That's clearly the, the, the comparison we're ex- we're being asked to make here, right? Yeah, and I, I think you
0: and I are both huge appreciators of this idea. I think it's like, I think it's dead on. Now, I don't know if this has anything to do with it. I really don't think our preference of products, whatever they may may be actually influence how we feel about the commercials. I really don't think so no, I don't but think we so are either. Android users maybe there's something to that but I I, I think Look, that,
1: I said the cruise campaign was doing really well yeah me. That's I'm right. not a the fan of their cruise, products.
0: right exactly um, but uh, what I love about this is it it, it does take a shot at Apple obviously because it, it portrays Apple users as kind of all being drones you know like everybody's just got their same product and when the new Apple comes out everybody's going to stand in line like sheep and there have been previous campaigns whether by Android or Samsung that have tried to do the same thing there's a comedic one there was a comedic one several years ago that really was funny and clever but the, much, the much more yeah it was much more cruel right yeah. where there's a bunch of people waiting in line for their iPhones and they're all just kind of like following everybody else like sheep. And then you have the Android people come along, like the people, Android users come along and they have their phones and they're like so much better basically. Yeah, And
1: they they kind of just wander up. They've got their cool phone and they're able to take off and go see a movie instead of waiting in line for a phone. But you know, uh, the be together, not the same tagline. I thought Adweek actually had a take on this be together, not the same campaign message that I think, at least I I think it's a little bit, they're a little bit off here. Um, According to Adweek, The be together, not the same positioning quote continues to feel a bit opaque, but the line is meant to suggest that Android gives users a unified experience across devices. And they're right in the sense that Android is an OS, kind of like Windows or 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 any operating system that operates on devices that Google, uh, the owner of Android, doesn't make. So you know, Samsung makes an Android phone, HTC makes an uh, an Android phone. You know, a lot of different phone makers make Android phones. So I get that that's true, but I actually think Adweek's kind of missing the point here. Um, And it's the thing that I really like about the campaign is that it's really about kind of identity and the identity that uh, Android consumers or Android users want to have about themselves and sort of more more that identity versus feature uh, divide that we've talked about before in terms of how advertisers approach selling a product.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think be together means – we live in an age where technology can bring us all together, and the iPhone can do that as well, but you're all basically the same when you do it. All these different Android products brings us together. These I, I love the way it does play on your emotion in a certain way, and there have been other ads that do kind of emphasize the human connection that technology will bring about. Um,
1: you know, that that's exactly what Android always does. Uh, I think they, they focus on identity and emotion over feature, um, which is... Actually, in sharp contrast to what uh, a Samsung ad that aired last night, I think debuted last night, uh, does that was. Hyper focused on feature. I still think it was it was an effective ad, but why don't we take a, a listen to it?
0: Yeah, and this one is going to kind of take a lot of explaining because it has a lot of celebrities in yeah. there, and so I think we should probably talk. Many about Many of whom we them.
1: had to look up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: hoping that they'll all be listed in this um, description of the commercial from iSpot TV. Uh, it says um, Wesley Snipes wants his phone to hold all his movies. Little Wayne wants his to work even when he pours champagne all over it, and then we see a bunch of other people in this as well. We see uh, Doc Rivers, the coach of the clippers we see another basketball player whose name uh, eludes me right now because i don't know anything about basketball um we see i believe Patton, Oswalt that's walking not Patton through. oswald oh that's not Patton oswald I'm, going I'm through the
1: woods positive okay yeah. oh and
0: of course the the main person in this ad the, the the kind of star of the ad who we don't see until near the end is william h macy and what he's doing when we finally see him is he's just kind of like He's just kind of looking like a loser in his kitchen, making a cake by himself, wondering why he's not part of the Oscars action or the Samsung uh, commercial action. It's a little bit meta.
1: <laughs> why can't I buy this weird shaved meat sandwich with my phone?
0: Why can't my phone have a big screen but be small enough to fit in these fashionably tight pants? Why can't my battery last long enough to navigate me through these scary woods? No. Eh, probably fine though. Why can't my phone have enough memory to hold all 145 of my movies like that one with the action in the martial arts? It's Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Why can't my phone take high quality, low light photos instead of this big, expensive camera?
1: Why don't you come down from the No, he's a stalker. Yeah, I'm going to stop That's it a there. Sex That's crime. just a
0: guy in a tree with a giant camera. He's not a celebrity, but he's got a giant lens on this camera. And he's clearly like. I guess peeping on Taking someone that's a little bit weird that's a strange move to throw that in there
1: it is a strange move to throw that in there and also I think the one where the guy's running away from the uh the hockey mask murder in the woods is a little bit of a weird association to make but yeah they're going for humor obviously
0: why doesn't my phone work after I pour this expensive champagne all over how am I supposed to show people how rich
1: and carefree I am why can't my phone turn into a VR machine so somebody, you know, hypothetically could escape from their reality? Why is everyone talking about phones instead of more important things like pick and roll defense? Now the three fundamentals of... Why can't I make a call from my phone? What? Why can't I make a call on my watch when I no longer have a phone? Why did I have to wait
0: so long in these commercials to do a celebrity sports person cameo? Why can I not play Elven
1: Warriors at the Seventh Gap for in the shower? Why don't I ever get asked to be the spokesperson in a commercial? Ha <laughs> ha, good question. Inter- now
0: suddenly, that was William H. Macy complaining about not being able to be a spokesperson in a commercial in his kitchen making a cake. But then suddenly we see him on stage in front of a big Samsung sign and he is debuting new products. Producing the only water-resistant,
1: fast, wireless-charging, best camera-having, memory-expandable, pay-almost-anywhere Samsung Galaxy S7 Edge. Experience ended. Man, it was all. It, the whole thing was person. his uh, virtual reality experience, imagining himself as a spokesman. Else.
0: Yeah, right. So it says that the battery and the VR is dying, and that whole thing was just William H Macy's fantasy. Um, I gotta say, just to talk about the product for a second instead of the commercial, <laughs> it, doesn't it seem like everybody's just? I think everybody's really banking on 2016 being the year of virtual reality, huh?
1: I have to admit, it never occurred to me that to want virtual reality and then when they showed that I could just plug my phone into a like a virtual reality yeah, headset uh, yeah I thought huh I would try that.
0: I think that that might be it. It's the um, the the barrier for entry is getting you know less and less. And it seems like it could be something convenient, an extension of something we already do, as opposed to going out and spending thousands of dollars for this giant headset that has all the technology built into it. Right. Instead, it's something that you can – and I don't understand how it works, but I know that the New York Times even had some sort of a virtual reality thing that came – with the newspaper, which was some sort of a VR headset. It was like on stiff paper or some sort of cardboard stock that you would fold up, and then you could put your phone into it and then experience some New York Times investigative story um, using virtual reality. For some reason, our newspaper didn't come that day, so I didn't get to check it out. But it seems like, okay, everybody's just racing to break down the barriers, like I say, for this and really trying to make 2016 the year of virtual reality. I'm still... I don't know. I'm an old man. I'm, I just sort of think of things like, well, I'm not missing out on any, anything right now. Like, I just uh, – I don't feel jealous of people who get to play around with virtual reality. Maybe that will change if it becomes more of a necessity. If everybody's doing VR and I'm not, maybe that will change. That's
1: the beauty of being a late adopter is that uh, by the time you and I got get on any train, it's pretty much going at full speed. Right.
0: Because, I mean, look at Google Glass. Yeah, I mean, they put a lot into Google Glass and then after a few years, we're just like, this is not – yeah – Wait, that that makes that gets it to the point a lot uh, more quickly. Um, so I like this virtual reality ad. Um, it's funny; it makes me laugh. I do think that the creeper is a little bit of a weird note, but uh, you know, I don't know. I don't have much more to say about it than that, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's just stood out to me uh, for being. It's very much of a type, right? I mean, it's these. There are now you, we we could do a whole show on these ads that are a series of celebrities, yeah, and celebrities and normals mixing uh, it mixing up mixing it mixing it up and and kind of all singing the same song um i think it's interesting that samsung is so focused on feature because it seems like with it, particularly with these uh, you know high end smartphones it's one or the other it's either apple like beautiful music gorgeous product spinning in in space or Fifty million features that nobody else has, and aren't we mm. so great? And it's like i it seems to me like nobody's quite able to to bridge that gap. It's either one or the other. It would be interesting to see somebody kind of maybe and and maybe if anyone on the ad council can think of a good example of any product, not just a phone that is successfully uh, checking both boxes, I would love to get an email about it.
0: I feel this is very vague, but I feel like there was an iPad campaign that did that pretty well because they were explaining a relatively new technology to yeah. people, but also doing that very Apple thing of, like, tugging on the heartstrings big time. I think that there was a kind of a – maybe it was an iPad commercial that was emphasizing the FaceTime feature mm-hmm. or something like that and people having some really real family moments. I believe even, like, somebody dealing with a death in the family or dealing with cancer or something. Does any of that ring a bell to you?
1: It doesn't, but that that's a great example of when you need to talk about feature, when you're talking about a new technology or innovation.
0: And so it it really kind of combined those. Maybe I'll look for that and see if I can find it for next week or something. Maybe I can write in. Can I write into the Ad Council? How does that work?
1: The email is, uh, after these messages show at Gmail, and you're free to write in at any time.
0: Yeah. Okay, maybe I will. (laughs) And maybe I'll even leave a voicemail at uh, 607-444-5597. What's that number again, Andrew? 607-444-5597. Now, I want to talk about my absolute favorite ads. I'm almost, maybe we shouldn't have uh, taken so long to get to this. These are, this is an amazing ad campaign for the department store Coles.
1: It really is. Uh, they did four different ads, one of which I believe aired prior to the Oscars, but I think the other three debuted during the Oscars. And it's this great concept in which some person is told that they've uh, gotten something, some small thing in life, so they get to pick the movie, or they uh, get to have their friends stay over for for a spend the night, and suddenly they launch into a lip sync of uh, famous Oscar acceptance speeches by by well known actors, and and the actors are so well known that they're pretty their voices are pretty recognizable.
0: Yeah, there's no explanation of what of what the speech is. I want to give the example of of the first one they rolled out, and this is an interesting campaign. They rolled out this first ad just. Uh, I believe late last week maybe it was but like within days not weeks and um, it was leading up to the Oscars and it was a father in the living room with his daughter and wife and they say well it's movie night. And then the daughter says, here, you pick, dad. And she hands him the remote control. And the father's (laughs) eyes just get so big. And he stands up. And all of a sudden, you hear the Oscar music. And then you hear the actual audio of Cuba Gooding Jr.'s acceptance speech for Jerry Maguire. So Cuba Gooding Jr. is just ecstatic in that speech. I think it was from, like, 96 or 97. And he's just so exuberant. And so the father's just, like, gets on one knee as he's thanking his wife over the audio of Cuba Gooding Jr. Junior and they and they wife. incorporate
1: into the the visuals all of the sort of uh riffs on things that Cuba's saying so he says like I want to thank my parents they're here tonight and the the dad in the commercial runs into the spare bedroom and his parents are sitting there right uh you know he's saying he says thanks to my brother and he, this guy's brother comes in uh my wife and she, he kisses his wife it's very cute they they, they go to some lengths to Uh, make the speech that the actor gives make some amount of sense in this domestic setting.
0: Yeah, and that was just the one commercial that they released before the Oscars, and then what they did was they released three more of the same concept with very different families during the Oscars last night. Um, These are very visual. We'll get these up on the Facebook page this week, uh, so you can check them out. I do want to play one. This is my favorite. Um, I'm just going to have to describe the visuals to you and you try to play along at home but <laughs> there is a uh, a little boy t- 10 years old or something dressed like a goofball little boy he's got like a baseball mitt on one hand he's messing around with something in his room uh, dressed up like a goofball and uh and then his parents come in and they say this
1: Okay, Scott's parents said yes, he can sleep over.
0: Yeah, look. I got to pause it here because this is uh, uh, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. This is Jeff Bridges uh, accepting, I think, True Grit and yep. best actor for True Grit. Um, but this kid is, like I say, he's a maybe 10-year-old kid, African-American boy, and he is selling it. Yeah. Like he is just lip syncing this speech. This kid may be the best child actor I've ever seen based on this 30-second ad. I well, love it
1: we got to get this kid together with uh, that red-headed kid yes. from the Geico commercial.
0: You're absolutely right. These guys are going to take on, over the world. They'd be an unstoppable force. So he's in his room, and he is just acting out this speech by Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> I wanna,
1: just I imagine a little kid doing all of these like Scott for his, uh, these like, gestures. His knowledge and now we see his friend music. Scott. And for uh, his ability to instill self confidence in his actors. I thank you for, for that, Scott. Where are you? Raise your hand. Man. He grabs <laughs> his friend's
0: hand and he holds it up. The no. other no. kid's dressed up like a little goon thank as well, wearing a that, hockey Scott, helmet.
1: Man. Thank you, guys. I wouldn't be up here without you.
0: And the parents just look so completely befuddled, and then the kids go back to sword fighting with their wiffle ball bats and whatever else. Yeah. It is again. I, I hope it's not totally annoying me trying to describe this very visual ad to you. There's a whole string of um. There's four now total. This one is my favorite. Please, we'll post uh, we'll post them all. Let's to the just Facebook post them all. Page, yeah, right? they're, they're, they're super great. funny.
1: They're great. Quick question. For me. For everybody. Okay. What does this have to do with a department store?
0: That, my friend, is the question. I'm just
1: afraid that in a year, Coles will have spent you know the money on this very expensive ad buy, I'm sure, for this much airtime during the Oscars. Uh, you know these these very funny commercials. They, I don't know uh, what agency made them, but they're clearly uh, clearly very good. And there is nothing in the ads that in any way indicates to me, what the product is. I I was vaguely aware of Kohl's. I actually thought they were a furniture store. Mm. Uh, we had to look it up. They they're they're a department store. Uh, I guess kind of like uh, Macy's or maybe it's more yeah. like JCPenney, but you know, they kind of sell a variety of stuff. There's nothing in the ad at all to indicate that th- that it is for Kohl's or what Kohl's sells. And the only indication that it's Kohl's is at the very end um a red screen pops up with their logo.
0: Yeah, it just says Coles. And I was thinking, oh well maybe maybe the the catchphrase of the campaign or something ties into this. But the catchphrase is now that's the good stuff. Which really again doesn't really um really doesn't play into these commercials at all. I'm now I'm trying to
1: even if I'm, it had some sort of like uh you're always a winner at Coles Right. Or, that's I don't what know, I was like, going to say. Yeah. Anything that like right. sort of tangentially connects it but to the campaign. But it's like it's as if somebody made this great little movie And then Coles just bought it and was like, you know what? We'll just use this.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess it is just brand recognition. Hopefully, this will just kind of get on people's radar. Listen, I know it's a little cheap for us to say, well, we're talking about it because we (laughs) turn out a podcast every week about commercials. We're going to talk about commercials. So that's not maybe necessarily a fair analysis. Although, I do think that even if we didn't do this podcast, you and I would be talking about these commercials just as – just As the normal people would, the people who are listening to this podcast. The little people. Who I like to refer to as (laughs) the little people. No, but I I do think that this is an ad campaign that is catchy enough that can get people's attention and then it just kind of does put coals on your radar. The flaw in that logic, as I'm saying it though, is that. It's clearly a limited campaign, right? Are they still going to keep rolling these after the Oscars? I can't imagine. Oscars? I mean, it's
1: it's so clearly tied into the Oscars. I like I, it's baffling to me that the, what their strategy is here. Again, flawless presentation big question mark for me on the strategy.
0: Yeah, because it, now that I think about it, it would have made more sense for them to start releasing these commercials like Oscars Talk starts very early now. Yeah. They could have been rolling these for a month, like a all month, four of one them in rotation, yeah. um, and just like really heavy rotation. This shit would have gotten talked about. These are fantastic ads. The, the but performances
1: they, are really good. In yeah. fact, I know we've been, I know we've we've sort of been talking about this one to death. But could you just play the Penelope Cruz mom one?
0: Yes. Now this one is, uh, this is the one that made me kind of notice. If you don't mind me sidebarring for one second, um, the decision of of how they used race in these commercials. Yeah, I think that's absolutely worth talking about. It's not like really in your face. I don't think they're trying to make some huge statement, but I did notice that – None of the people who are doing the lip syncing, the quote-unquote real-life people, are the same race as the people who are um, giving the Oscar speeches. So to use the first one, it was Cuba Gooding Jr., African-American. The guy who's um, giving the speech in his living room is white and actually happens to be married to a black woman. And has
1: a biracial daughter. Has I a mean, a biracial I, daughter, to, yeah. To – to suppose that there are any accidents in these is is ridiculous. They are very deliberate, and I think their attention to race um, is extremely uh, telling and also very deliberate. Uh, in each case, the speaker, the, the Oscar winner actor-speaker, is a of a different ethnicity than the person who is delivering the the lip sync in the commercial so for example that the kid who was doing Jeff Bridges a white actor the kid who was who was lip syncing that is a uh, a black kid Mm -hmm. Uh, in the example we're about to see the actress who's giving the speech is Penelope Cruz uh, who is Latina and the woman who is lip syncing is Asian right so it's very confusing to her family when she lapses into Spanish (laughs)
0: right okay I will play this Um, so there is a little uh, kid who is having a a little daughter I guess of, of this woman who is having a tea party in a little fort that she's built in the playroom or in the living room, and she invites her mom in to have tea with her and her dolls. Oh, I love this ad so much.
1: <laughs> mom, want to be the duchess? <laughs> oh, <clears throat> has anybody ever fainted here? <laughs> because I might be the first one. I want to share this with my amazing ensemble of actors
0: She's in this little tent made of bedsheets that her daughter has made at this elaborate tea party with all kinds of fake cupcakes and stuff and a whole bunch of stuffed animals and dolls. And so while she's kind of thanking everybody, she's gesturing <laughs> towards <laughs> these just still dolls who are staring at her, but their hands are often posed in sort of applause. It is it's, so It's great.
1: so like The attention to detail in this, in this campaign is uh, just fantastic. Thank you for having written over all these years. Yes some of the greatest characters for women.
0: And then as she starts speaking in Spanish, we see her, the rest of her family, like her husband and some other kids, uh, outside of this little living room tent, and they're just like all looking at the tent, like so confused, like why is mom speaking Spanish in <laughs> oh, there?
1: And speaking of, before we get letters, I realize I misspoke. I think Penelope Cruz is not Latina. I think she's Spanish.
0: I did not know that. Um, anyway, I, I honestly think this Coles campaign, you're right, while it's a little bit before fuddling as to what they're going for, how this will work into the consumers' minds and actually sell products or get people in the door at Kohl's. I got to tell you, this is one of my favorite ad campaigns I've seen in a really long time. As a matter of fact, I might, the next time we do a Hall of Fame, I think I might have to uh, submit the, the one with the two little boys doing the sleepover.
1: It's great. We're going to post all four of them. Um, there's one we didn't even really get to talk about, but I'll post all four of them. And this week, I'll post them uh, in a more timely fashion. I know I was very late this week.
0: Oh, a uh, quick side note that I just happened to notice before we uh, started taping Vives. Um The creative firm behind this is Anomaly, the same ones who did the um, T.J. Miller Shock Top beer ad during the Super Bowl, and also I think... They are the ones who are behind that big Key and Peele Super Bowl. Um, simulcast. Simulcast, yeah. yeah.
1: Interesting. Uh, that That's not too surprising. Those are those are both really funny uh, efforts.
0: Okay, well, let's just talk about uh, one more little group of commercials that made their debut during the Oscars last night, and these come from Cadillac. The um, spots are called Don't You Dare. There were like two of them. They were a minute long. Cadillac did some other ones as well. We'll talk about it in a second. But these, quote-unquote, Don't You Dare Ads were apparently the product of the creative marketing officer telling the people working on the ads, hey, listen, we want to do something that is completely outside the realm of what car commercials usually are. All car commercials have these tropes. It's like an SUV driving through the snow, he says, or a car driving on really windy roads or something like that. And he wanted to do a car commercial that doesn't even look like a car commercial. And so this ad, this first Don't You Dare ad that I'll play, um, instead features a bunch of young phenoms for lack of a better word um talking about how they're kind of changing the world through their particular fields if if you don't mind me just can I just read this directly from um Adweek or do you want to read it no go for it so this is uh, me quoting ad week here. The spots called Don't You Dare are an extension of the brand's Dare Greatly campaign which launched last year. The two 60-second ads feature young achievers including Easton LaChapelle, a 19-year-old who helped develop a brain-powered prosthetic limb, Justice Williams, who became a national chess master at the age of 12, and teen chef Flynn McGarry. All of them achieved success through passion, dedication, and resourcefulness, and dared to do what naysayers told them couldn't be done. So I'm going to play this for you And you will notice, Veeves, there are no shots of cars in this until the very last two seconds you see a Cadillac. I think the first step to being able to create a helpful solution is just to be able to recognize problems in the world around you.
1: When I was a kid, scientists were my childhood superheroes.
0: I'm really passionate about starting things that move the world forward. Pursue your own dreams.
1: Persevere.
0: Ignore what people say you can't do. Don't you dare change the rules. Don't you dare play with your food. Don't you dare get any big ideas.
1: We're looking for ways to connect with each other. Just ask, just ask questions.
0: How can tomorrow be better? Don't you dare take that apart.
1: Don't you dare paint on the walls.
0: Don't you dare stay up all night on the computer. I think I'd want to see people dare to empathize.
1: Don't you dare tell stories.
0: Don't you dare play games with me.
1: Don't you dare
0: raise your voice.
1: Well, these people encountered a lot of negativity in I their know lives. like
0: some of like, okay, I feel like
1: I've never been told any of those don't things. you
0: dare paint on the wall don't you dare play with your food okay but like don't you dare dream big like who in the <laughs> hell is tearing a 12 year old kid not don't you dare dream big like I don't <laughs> maybe
1: this, if I'd encountered a little bit more adversity I too would have invented something <laughs> yeah, awesome
0: I feel like okay maybe they've they have Successfully dodged the idea of <laughs> dodge. By the way, they successfully <laughs> dodged the idea of of incorporating car commercial tropes, but they've instead just incorporated a completely different trope. Quick sidebar: like,
1: Dodge. If you're listening, you should have some sort of campaign called Dodge This. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still workshopping it. I feel like or at
0: least hold an event once a year and call <laughs> it the Dodge Ball. Like, how are you not doing that?
1: I don't, maybe they do.
0: <laughs> Good point. I should. Oh, boy, that look pain that pill is really kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I am not that impressed with this. I do like the idea of them trying something different, but I feel like they just ended up landing on a different trope.
1: Also, exactly. Thank you. This idea that their chief marketing officer said, throw out the rule book, and we're like, we're going to do something that has nothing to do with the car ad. I've seen a 100 ads like this. Any company that... Um Considers innovation to be one of its calling cards or one of its mm-hmm. key messages. Uh, has done ads like this. GE has done ads like this where it's not in any way really connected to the product. It's more about like the people that they want to associate themselves with or the mm-hmm. kind of minds that they want to associate themselves with. So for them to say, like, oh, we threw out the rule book is, I think, uh, uh, A bit of an exaggeration.
0: Yeah. And then there was another ad that debuted um, for Cadillac during the the ceremony last night that was for their new 2016 CT6 or whatever. I mean, I guess if you're in the car game, like apparently the CT6 is something that was highly anticipated. So they finally released this commercial based all around it. And again, trying to try something different and, and stand out in the crowd. And we don't have to play it. But basically you see this ad where everybody is walking backwards, like time is going backwards. Backwards. rain uh, is falling uh, up rain is falling up yeah exactly uh, water is going back into hoses as people are just navigating the world going backwards and then there's one car that is moving forward and it's this new cadillac and i think the catchphrase is something like be bold enough or be daring enough to move forward in this world something or push like the world o- forward. only those
1: who are daring uh drive like drive the world forward and to me the hilarious thing about this is that after they've made such a big stink about we're throwing out the rule book for car ads they made what i found to be the most generic car ad this yeah. this ad where it's a big beautiful luxury car driving through a city um you know beauty shots of the car the interior um, but honestly i had to start it 3 times to get through it because it, my attention kept wandering yeah
0: and these i i think that you and I are just not built to enjoy luxury cars. I also car just ads. I hate
1: Cadillac. They have done so many terrible at like terrible in the sense of um just bragging about uh, like what, what a big swinging dick you are if you have a Cadillac hmm. that I have no patience with their whole strategy and marketing approach. And also
0: I just think that they're pretty ugly these days. I mean an old Cadillac is a beautiful car but like the modern Cadillacs are just like these snub-nosed yeah. looking monstrosities. Now we're not supposed to be analyzing the products here I realize but like just seeing another kind of luxury car commercial with like the voice of this guy over top of it. Be different. Dare. Do something differently. While like an expensive of car drives through the streets of a city um, in its gleaming glory. Is just it's so boring, and these exactly. guys are really patting themselves on the back for being um, so original. And so maybe that's what really turned me off, honestly. If we weren't kind of doing this segment on Oscars and doing the background research on this, we would have never talked about these ads because they're so – they just blend in totally like the generic. wallpaper. Can
1: I – t- I'll talk about Subaru ads all day long. Yeah, because, That's a company yeah. that knows how to advertise a car. And again, emotional connection. Right.
0: But they're also – I mean I think part of the issue is – they're going for a very different um, consumer, yeah. I think. I mean, they're, they're going for a different um, idea of what they represent. Uh, what is, McC- is McConaughey Cadillac, too? Yeah, what that's is that's Lincoln. Selling? That's Lincoln. But, you know, it's kind of a very similar thing. Like, we're trying to appeal to this upper crust right. kind of thing, which means that the commercials are going to be different. It's not going to be a guy driving his dog around in his Cadillac. <laughs>
1: Although there is literally the new McConaughey Lincolnette. Is McConaughey driving his dogs around?
0: Oh, that's right. The dogs are in the backseat. <laughs> and it's I actually forgot. pretty good. But but they're like, but they're, but it's not just like some old dog checking off its bucket list, right. like, uh, like Subaru does. It's these two purebred. Yes, bread, it's a Weimaraner, look- yeah. and I
1: think a, a a Dalmatian. And
0: so they're just like these, you know, very like kind of sleek-looking rich people dogs. Yes. You know, I mean, no, no offense to those types of dogs. I'm sure they're very nice, but like, it just has such a different feel. Totally. Here's my one takeaway that I do think is interesting from um, what we were reading about these Cadillac ads. We keep mentioning the CMO and. And I think I have his name here. Uwe
1: Ellinghaus. Oh,
0: <laughs> Uwe Ellinghaus. Yes. Um, this is a quote he said about why Cadillac did not debut these during the Super Bowl, but instead during the Oscars. What is it? A month later. This is interesting. The Super. This is a quote from him. The Super Bowl has great reach, but for us – It would almost be too much reach. We also think the Super Bowl turns into an advertising contest that reflects more on the ego problems of chief marketing officers than the actual marketing that's represented. The Oscars feel so much more prolific for Cadillac as a brand. We've always had strong associations with Hollywood and with entertainment, so it's part of our heritage. I think that's interesting because it goes to what we were just talking about, them not just wanting to appeal to the hoi polloi, but appeal to this, you know, upper crust consumer.
1: now. Let's be honest. There are plenty of plebes watching the Oscars as, as as there are watching the Super Bowl. It's actually they're both things that appeal to broad swaths of uh, American demographics. But I get what they're saying. The Oscars have a kind of like luxury feel to them. Um, They are associated with Hollywood, obviously with luxury, with with uh, kind of uh, gleam and gloss. And so, I think in that sense, he is right to say that it's a better brand association for them. And I think also the field is just less crowded. Yes,
0: exactly. I mean, that's that's the real underlying thing here. It's probably it's an expensive buy, but not as much as the Super Bowl. And you know, a car commercial that is just like a bunch of kids saying inspirational things or a car driving through a world where it's raining backwards, like, are just going to blend in when you have these really flat. Lashy Super Bowl ads
1: I do love what he said About the egos Of chief yes, marketing officers And what too. a shot At uh, his fellow CMOs
0: Yeah me too Alright That was the Oscars everybody I hope you enjoyed them You want to check in With the ad council Genevieve Yes Let's do
1: it Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words They're saying <laughs>
0: Alright these We hear the don't words hear They're hold. saying Man, we have a whole bunch of feedback from you guys uh, today. We're gonna start with an update on that uh, what is it, East Hills Mall in Missouri ad that we we're talking about at the beginning of the show.
1: That's right. Um, it, that that ad went so viral. Um, everybody covered it as the worst local ad ever made. Like so 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 bad. It almost comes back around to good. We actually have an interesting uh, little insight on that, uh, courtesy of our friend Nathan. Uh, Nathan has is uh, an old friend. Uh, from when we lived in New Hampshire. And um, he actually is from Missouri, and he knows someone, or he he has a friend who works in video production. And I'm going to keep it kind of general here, because I don't want to call out this person uh, who is living in that area and, mm-hmm. and knows some of these people. But uh, Nathan checked in with his friend and asked if um, that So Terrible It Must Have Been Intentional ad uh, was actually intentional
0: So should we play the ad just to remind everybody I played yeah, a clip you, of it at the beginning But I think we play should the ad? play the whole thing here um, Because honestly like if nothing else On this podcast we should just play this ad as much as possible Yes
1: These <laughs> tails back to school Denim Haircut Backpacks, backpacks, come get your backpack
0: Boots and pants and boots and pants
1: New shoes Get yourself an outfit. Denim.
0: Boots and pants and
1: boots <laughs> and Just pants. New shoes. <laughs> every so time I you watch yourself. that, with these every time I watch it, I notice another terrible element
0: what, what what did you just notice
1: well i know we've talked before about how bad the ankles are but some of them are so bad that literally the people are just cut off at the neck <laughs>
0: i didn't i didn't quite it's notice that but terrible. what i did notice is like for the most part it maintains the rhythm then there's just this one part where like the editing they just get it off and so all of a sudden like the the whole rhythm just falls oh, apart i mean
1: the rhythm is is atrocious so anyway <laughs> So, so our friends, our friends' friend, um, the insider, I'll call him. Um, the insider uh, does actually know a couple of the people uh, who are working at KQ2, which is the the local uh, channel that aired that that commercial when this was done. And he says that the guys who did it were not trying to make a shitty local viral video, uh, but that that's how most of their work turns out. <laughs> uh, he says humorously, they did try to do a follow up and uh, did try to have that one go viral, and they they allegedly tried to do one that was so bad it was good, or so 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 bad it was good, um, and that that one really was such a steaming pile. <laughs> Uh, that it just was pulled after a couple of days. And he actually provided a link for that follow-up uh, sequel ad. And Andrew, why don't you hit play on Yeah. That? So
0: just a little setup. Instead of showing a bunch of people outside various stores in the mall, this just has one actor, a guy who's outside a bunch of stores in the mall. And he's mm-hmm. the spokesperson throughout, Mertz. Singer throughout, um, and it begins with him outside of a store called Nail Tricks, and he is holding his hands up to the camera, and he clearly has just gotten a manicure.
1: More pretty, more mushy, more cheapy, more crunchy, more silky, more fluffy, more blowy, more lucky, more blingy, more talking, more yummy, more hawking get to the mall y'all get to the mall y'all get to the mall y'all where i come from you get arrested if you do a mall blowy
0: <laughs> did you come up with that joke a long time ago when you were waiting or no did I, you just, just I just of thought of it that's
1: good um i, uh, I, I don't save my material
0: <laughs> i would I, I, if i had any material i would totally write it down ahead of time um
1: so this one, just to to make a note about the difference in, mm-hmm. in virality, the first one, the original East Hills Mall uh, ad, has uh, about two and a half million views. This sequel that it was pulled down very quickly, apparently, or pulled pulled off the air very quickly, uh, still on YouTube, has, I think, uh, like 5,000, almost yeah. 6,000. Um, so there's a huge difference. This clearly didn't go viral in any meaningful way. Right.
0: And I'm usually somebody who does, just really hates anything that has the whiff of something that was made purposely cheesy so that it will go viral. Yeah. I do love that first ad. And even if, you know, I was actually the one arguing that, hey, they probably did make it, they might have made it this way on purpose. But I didn't care. I thought it was good. And it's just a local ad. I think I just have different standards for local ads. But, you know, as our as our emailers here say, this video, this last one we just played for you, was supposed to be hokey. It was playing off of the cheesiness of the first one. And they're saying that this one is a pile of s. I don't think i like this one maybe not as much but i still like it i mean we should explain it a little bit when i mean it's probably pretty obvious but he's saying stuff like you know uh mall crunchy and he's biting a taco he's saying mall silky he's like you know outside of some clothing store or something like that
1: yeah it's for one thing the the rhythm is at least consistent throughout so i would just say like good on the editor there like i think they're making progress <laughs> this one is this one's kind of charming i don't see why it was any I don't see why it was considered worse than the first one unless it's only worse in the sense that it's not as bad.
0: I honestly think that the people who think this one is super bad or really leaves a bad taste in their mouth is because they know that – and maybe even if you're just a consumer in you know that Missouri market, you're also a little bit keen to, hey, you guys had this viral video hit and now you're just trying to dine out on it. but. Well, you know, that's the game Like, making commercials is to sell stuff It's not supposed to be just art That once you've hit some sort of peak You're never supposed (laughs) to go back to it Or try to ride it a little bit And So I'm very forgiving of it And also, I just think it's also kind of catchy More
1: pretty More mushy More cheapy More crunchy Small silky. He's kind of selling it. He is. Yeah, and he's like he's
0: really kind of acting it out. He's like in one part he's like in a in a bathrobe and he's got his hair up in a towel yeah. and he's kind of acting feminine, uh but not in like a weird uh insulting way. I think it's I like this ad. I give it a, you know, like I don't know. Do we have a scale? I give it a a thumbs up.
1: <laughs> I give it three mall tacos. <laughs>
0: yes, I give this ad three mall tacos. Did you come up with that before, or just now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I want to say thank you, thank you to Nathan for send for not only sending that but doing uh, the the detective work. Uh, you're our number, your number one ace private investigator. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see. What else do we have going on here? We got a note from listener Dan, I guess, responding to uh, part of the quiz I gave you a couple. I, what are we calling it? The best quiz in the world? Is that what we're calling the quiz? Right. The you?
1: best quiz in the world that no one could ever get any answers right to. Right, right, uh, right. But just for short. But I had, a,
0: I had a Schlitz beer ad in there and you were supposed to guess I played a bit of the ad. You were supposed to guess what the product was or what type of product it is. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, this thing just sounded like a beer ad. You should have been able just to get it from the kind of tone of it.
1: Well, the people at Kentucky Fried Movie Agreed with you. The
0: Kentucky Fried movie, one of those corny kind of slapstick movies from the 70s. Yeah, right? I, kind of,
1: I think it's really just sort of a long collection of skits. Uh, they put together um, something that they called Willer Time, which is obviously a play on Miller Time, but uh, it really echoes very deliberately the the kind of writing and tone of that Schlitz ad. Um, and I think it's just kind of worth playing because it's pretty funny and it's it's a bunch of uh, Hare Krishna's knocking off for the day and having uh, having a cold one but so the the voiceover that goes with it uh, you know, really speaks to their experience rather than the experience of your typical beer drinker.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm honestly not saying this to be defensive, but um, I think it's not just a takeoff of that Schlitz ad. There is something about those beer commercials yeah. from that era that they had all a similar look and sound. That's why
1: yeah. I, I actually think this, this bolsters your argument that that sounded like a beer ad. And
0: it bolsters my argument that it was the best quiz in the world. Let's take a listen to this parody from Kentucky Fried Movie. <laughs> You've just sold your last case of incense and pestered over 60 pedestrians. After a grueling day, you've finally run out of leaflets. Now, it's willer time. Time to kick off your sandals and pop open a willer. The best-tasted beer since 1892. When it's time to relax after a tough day, you owe yourself the best-tasting beer you can find. It goes down easy. It's cool, refreshing, and far less filling. Hari Rama, Hari Rama.
1: You're only reincarnated six or seven times in life, so you've <laughs> got to reach for all the gusto you can. Willer, that that last line is what makes it worth it for me. Yeah, it is. You're only funny. reincarnated six yeah. or seven times in your life.
0: All right, what else is on the agenda?
1: Well, we had a note from listener Tom, uh, who sent us an ad about uh, March Madness for Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote that it made me think of what you guys were talking about with the defense football ad. Uh, if you recall, this was for uh, a Hyundai ad where the, the the dumb husband steals piece a piece of the fence and his wife calls him on it. Uh, Tom goes on, it's interesting that they have the mother in this commercial that we're going to play being the one going in to watch basketball. Um, but then I'm not sure what to think of the art school jab. So why don't you play it here and if you want to set it up.
0: So we have a a father behind the wheel of a car and in the back seat uh, we have two little kids and they're clearly dropping their mom off somewhere and the mom is outside the car talking to the kids through the window and uh, the kids want to know why she has to go. Do you have to go? I really do, sweetie. How long will you be gone, mommy? Probably a week, hopefully longer. I have a nervous stomach. I'm sorry, guys. This isn't fair. Bye. Bye. Miss you. Why can't we watch the game? Because Daddy went to art school. (laughs) So what we see is they're dropping off their mom at uh, buffalo wild wings and it says uh, don't worry she'll be home in april so this must be a march madness you know she's she's going away for a while just to watch all the games and uh, it does flip the gender stereotype on its head which i like i guess um is it listener tom did you say yep i and i, I the art school thing to them doesn't bother me and i know that i'm the the first one to get offended by stereotypes but i don't know doesn't bug me too much or it doesn't bug me at all really
1: yeah no i i, I kind of enjoy uh, when a when a product or uh, or a place like this you know goes for the idea that women can be sports fans that men don't necessarily have to be sports fans we see it so often depicted the other way that um if it get if they get a little bit snarkier a little bit um, if they take a few low blows uh against the art school graduates of the world, I think we'll all survive.
0: And not to get like into my philosophy of social justice, but like, yeah, taking a little jab at art school or whatever, like I think it's all in good fun to be able to make fun of anybody's major. It's not like art school students have been an oppressed class for a long time. <laughs> That's and the right. reason we I was so much on my high horse when we did a whole show about how, you know, um, TV treats women in, in one very specific sort of trope. You know, it's because women, the way women are treated on TV, is a reflection of and sometimes a uh, a proponent of the way they are treated in real life, which is sometimes a second class citizen.
1: One thing I thought was kind of interesting was when she runs into the bar um, and, and catches up with her friends and, and sees how the game is going. Uh, it's not exclusively women in the White Buffalo Wild Wings, but it's mostly women that oh, we see. That we I didn't see in actually the shot. Didn't
0: notice that. Yeah. All right, Veeves, we have time for uh, one more here. Uh, let's see. Do you want to play this voicemail?
1: Yes. Uh, listener Kyle sent in a voicemail that um, he could have ripped from my own brain. <laughs> okay, here's Kyle. Hey, guys.
0: This is Kyle from Grand City, Illinois. So I've been listening to your show since the beginning, and I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And I know that you guys are fans of wordplay and puns. And there's one commercial, it's a Cascade commercial, in which they say, Dish Issues. And every time I see it, it drives me absolutely bonkers, because they can just combine it to say, dishes Issues, yeah. and it would be 100 times better. Anyways, great listening, you guys. Keep up the good work, and have a great day. Now, is that something you've thought before, these or just something that you agree with? No,
1: I think it every time. Every time that Cascade commercial comes on, and it says, Have Dish Issues, I always think like why how did you miss this opportunity to say disuse question mark hashtag right. disuse right. I mean it's such a great so obvious. How are they missing it?
0: Because that's a portmanteau, right? And the, 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 yes, it would be you, a
1: portmanteau. When
0: you combine two words. And like, that's something that like everybody is always doing, like the Framley plan. Right. Or um, doesn't Delta Airlines have something oh, like there's, that now? Oh, it's not With Delta. Jennifer Garner. But there's
1: one called like Transparency.
0: Yes, Transparency. Oh, that's not Jennifer Garner. That's um, the spokeswoman for that. I
1: think it's either JetBlue or Southwest. It's one of those discount airlines. Do you remember
0: who the actress is? We always uh, recognize her name. It's the woman, I believe, from... Um... Oh, Catherine Keener? Oh, yeah. Yes, it's Catherine Keener. Exactly, there you go. All right, with that Catherine Keener reference, let's get...
1: Oh, I did make... I, I want to make one one note, one final note. Um, on last week's show, uh, we uh, mentioned in passing that we had an iTunes reviewer downgrade us uh, for uh, getting on our social commentary high horse. And I'm very happy to report that that same uh, iTunes reviewer has now upgraded us again for responding to their feedback. And I just want to say to you... Um, Anonymous iTunes Reviewer I love you, you crazy bastard And I hope you never stop changing our iTunes reviews I just want you to keep going every week Change it to something new And I look forward to continued debate Over our iTunes status You can sell anything You can sell anything
0: Alright, we're on Facebook. After These Messages Show on Facebook. Email is after These Messages Show at gmail.com. Voicemail 607 444 5597 Anything else people need to know?
1: That's it. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Yeah, next week we'll be talking to you from Seattle, Washington, our new home. And uh, hope you tune in. We do this every Tuesday. Talk to you then. You can sell